you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. everybody another edition here of the auburn undercover podcast on the 24 7 sports network my name is nathan king of course this is our pre-game pod getting ready for the final game of the regular season the iron bowl of course it's at 2 30 p.m central time the traditional time slot over there on cbs auburn is looking to snap a five game losing streak in tuscaloosa last time they won a game in bryant denny stadium uh was cam newton was the quarterback and it was the the 24 point comeback for them in that game en route to a national championship. So we are joined here by Charlie Potter from Bama Online, our sister site over there covering the Crimson Tide. And uh, Charlie, I personally have never seen Auburn win a game in Tuscaloosa. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've been covering the team that long, but uh, if they pull off a big upset, it would be, it would be a first for me. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think back. Um, no, I wasn't on the beat yet. I was still in school. Uh, I believe I was working Black Friday at the Gap Outlet, my hometown, when that game was on. I didn't even get to watch it. So I remember the first half, um, you know, some people that I worked with, the Auburn fans, and they were pretty down. And then it was a complete 180, obviously, in the second half. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it happen either. So, yeah, and obviously, it would take a, take a big upset this weekend. Uh, just like last year, Auburn is about a three touchdown underdog. We saw how that turned out last season. Um, and so we'll get into that and see if Cadillac Williams and folks are going to have a chance in Bryant-Denny. Uh, Charlie, just wanted to start off, you know, it, it, it's pretty crazy. This is the first Iron Bowl since 2007 where both teams are entering the game with multiple losses. Uh, most of that, of course, is Alabama because they usually only come into this game um, with one loss, you know, if that. It's the first time they're entering the game with a couple losses since 2010. So, so with the team, you know, perceivably out of the playoff picture of course you never say never um but do you do you feel like there's the same level of motivation for this team right now i guess kind of just give me the the blueprint and kind of the update of of what alabama football looks like right now and just kind of how the fan base feels um with this being quote i saw it today i saw it quote disappointing season i'm like all right 10 and 2 that's uh, <laughs> be pretty incredible anywhere else i guess just what's the feeling around the program right now with uh, with a couple losses against against a couple really good teams this season yeah i mean it it is kind of rare air for Alabama to be in this situation, you know, watching those playoff polls uh, on Tuesday nights and, you know, really, I know there's a small chance. It has to be absolute chaos though for, for Alabama to get in, in my opinion. Uh, So, you know, heck we spent a lot of the time this week talking with guys like Bryce Young and Will Anderson about opting out of the bowl game. Like that's, that's what this week's focus has been on, but, you know, I I think the players um, are motivated um, a lot of them, this is going to be their last game in Bryant Denny, and some of them, it could be their last game in an Alabama uniform with um, the playoff not on the table anymore. But yeah, I think they know what this game means. Um, I think the fan base is still excited about it. I think they're kind of all in the same camp that you kind of came in with, talking about how it would be surprising if if Alabama lost this. But you know, Alabama 
has had some some disappointing games for its own standard this season. I think it benefits with it being at home against the last home game. It's going to be the last game of Bryant Denny for a lot of guys. So I think they're motivated in that regard. But um, you know, they've they've said the right things. They want to finish finish the season strongly and um, you know get to ten wins uh, for the fifteenth year in a row. That's a hell of an accomplishment for a program. It's not really the ultimate goal for this team each and every year. That's of course to be playing you know, into mid January, but I think to still be able to get some of those milestones is that's what they have their sights set on. And it is, I know it, it kind of sounds like BS about it being a, a disappointing season, but with this monster that Nick Saban's created in Tuscaloosa, it, it kind of is for this team. You know, those two losses for them this year, um, as Alabama fans are, I'm sure used to at this point, um, you know, it requires most time requires a road game. Um, and it retires. It requires the other team just playing out of their absolute gourd in <laughs> one of in one of the most memorable games for you know name your program in its past ten years. It'll fill the highlight videos, all that all that kind of stuff. So you know that the season hasn't been abnormal in that regard. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat Alabama, it's gonna have to be um, in that fashion. But you know you mentioned they haven't played up to their standard in a few games. Remember the Texas game early in the season, very easily a game. They could have lost in those two losses to, to Tennessee and LSU and then in a couple other games where they, they might not have played up to par. Um, what have been a couple of the biggest issues for this team this year? A lot of it's self-inflicted. Um, the penalties on the road especially have been an issue. Uh, they've cleaned those up the last two games, but um, really just they, they've gotten in their own way a lot. And Alabama is a team that's super talented. They have some of the best players in the country at damn near every position, but they've just – they've made a lot of kind of uncharacteristic mistakes for Nick Saban coach team. And then, you know, going on the road, a lot of people forget this. It's supposed to be hard. Like that's, that's just kind of the way it is, the nature of the beast. And for a program like Alabama with what they've established, um, a lot of teams like the, the team, the players, the fan base, sometimes that's their Super Bowl, And for them to, if for Alabama to come in um, and not play well, those teams are going to take advantage of it. And in the past, we've seen, you know, when Alabama comes to town, everybody is hyped, everybody is excited. But then those Alabama teams have risen to the challenge and been, you know, apt to to respond. But this team, I don't know if it's a mindset, a maturity. Uh, Nick Saban's used the word anxiety a lot this season. It's just been different. And uh, I don't really think there's one way to put your finger on what the issues have been, but that's just, that's been the case. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of it though. When they go on the road, they're making careless mistakes. They're committing penalties there. You're turning the ball over. The defense isn't getting enough turnovers. So while Tennessee, LSU, heck even Texas, um, you know, played really well. If Alabama, you know, just erases a couple of those mistakes, you could be sitting here with an undefeated Alabama team coming into this iron bowl. At the same time though, they could have, a couple more losses with the way they played on the road. So it's just been, it's been tough to figure out. I think you can see the frustration for Nick Saban with some of this too. So it's been, um, it's been an interesting year to say the least, probably not as interesting the one you've had to cover, but yeah, pretty close. Uh, every year is interesting. <laughs> not, not an over. I think I, I looked back at some of my preseason predictions um, today, given those a revisit, of course they were, some of them were on, some of them were off, but uh, I wrote in there that, um, regardless of what happens, it won't be a boring season. Uh, and it certainly has not, uh, <laughs> from, from a, from a zoomed out perspective, at least, you know, from, from someone not, not watching every Alabama game and, and from someone outside of that program, 
when you talk about Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman winner, it seems like the biggest difference for him from 21 to 22 has been the talent at receiver. It, is is that a fair, I guess, assessment of, of where he's at right now? Obviously, he is such a gamer, um, and he is one of the only guys in college football who can just put a team on his back to go win a game. Um, but it does seem like they're they're lacking a little bit in comparison to what they had last year, that, those high-end sort of game-breaking receivers. Kind of tell me a little bit about what, what Bryce Young has done this season, how dangerous is he still, and and is that kind of an accurate assessment of that receiver position? Yeah, I think, too, you have to take into account the shoulder injury. Uh, then he missed a ton of time, so that chemistry with these new guys gets affected a little bit. And I still don't know if he's 100% healthy. He said he was this week, but um, he still kind of looks off in some throws. But still, him off is better than you know, 90 95% of the quarterbacks in the country. Uh, but, yeah, I think – you know, using that word disappointing again, I, I think it's pretty easy to slap that label on this position group as the most disappointing of the season. Granted, you had to replace John Mechie. You had to replace Jameson Williams, um, two uber-talented receivers that really helped that offense you know, take, the next, or take that next step and get to that next level last year. But um, you know, they had some guys that came up in big moments. Um, a season ago, Ja'Cory Brooks has won. Um, you know, had a big game in the Iron Bowl last year. He's been as close to a number one receiver as they've had this season, but he's still been kind of inconsistent. And he's only a sophomore. Um, you know, him having to step into that big role, he's done well, but you know, he's had some some mistakes. I think a lot of people expected a lot more of Jermaine Burton, but you look at it. I, I wrote a story about him today. You know, he's coming off a couple of big games, and he's now got career highs in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. So he's doing a little more than he did at Georgia, but maybe not as much as some expected. But um, you know, we haven't really seen Tyler Harrell, the transfer from Louisville, uh, contribute much at all. Some of the young guys have shown flashes. But, yeah, overall, it's been a, a pretty lackluster group. And you got to wonder, you know, man, what, what could Bryce do with you know, some of the receiving cores that some of these other quarterbacks have had, like the 2020 team with, with Smitty and Waddle, or you know, when you had Judy and Ruggs in town? Um, because he is a special talent. And he's – He's really put the team on his back the last two seasons and even more so this year. And um, I think some of them have, have played well of late, maybe a little you know, too late in the season, but it, it definitely has been kind of an issue for the offense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auburn has one of the worst run defenses in the Power Five. They've they've shored it up a little bit the past few weeks, but you're talking about a Mississippi State team that only handed the ball off ten times. Texas A&M team didn't have Devin A. Chain. A Western Kentucky team that same as Miss State just wants to throw it around. So, you know, the, the, it's it's a little bit I think misleading their improvement. Um, it, it's a it's a defense that's been able to be gashed on the ground, and if teams can set up a ground game, they're on their way to forty plus points, no problem. Do you expect that? On Saturday, I know that Jameer Gibbs is is the do everything guy. He leads Alabama in like most of their statistical categories um, on offense. Obviously, Jace McClellan is a, is a talented player as well. Do you expect any issues for Alabama to establish the run on Saturday? That's been a real point of emphasis the last couple of weeks, and I think they've gotten better. Now, granted, you, you kind of have to take last week with a grain of salt because it's against an FCS opponent, but um, you know they've been able to establish the run 
against Ole Miss and, and continue that last week. I think the offensive line has played a little better, a little more physical up front. And, um, you know, Gibbs hurt his ankle in the Ole Miss game, missed the second half. I think he'll play Saturday. I think a lot of these guys will be able to. But um, if he's not, Jason McClellan's had the hot hand, like you mentioned. Um, he's a guy that runs hard. He can make some explosive plays. Uh, so I think if they have both of those guys available mixed in with the way that the offensive line has been playing of late, I think it could be a big day on the ground for Alabama. And that would certainly help the offense because it takes some pressure off of, of Bryce Young. And, you know, if this is his last game in an, in Bryant-Denny in an Alabama uniform, I think he wants to you know do some big things. But – you know, you can't help but if if the run game's seeing success to hand it off to those two backs, and I, I think they're both going to have some, maybe not huge games, but I think they'll have success on Saturday. We knew about Will Anderson heading into the season. He has been, he hasn't been the you know world dominator like he was last year, but he's still probably going to be an All American, and he's still having a fantastic um, season. Who else on that defense has stood out this year? And I guess you know where has that defense been gettable? If if Auburn does X, Y, and Z correctly on offense and executes this on offense, where could they maybe find some some susceptibility for Alabama on defense? Defensively, it's just kind of been hit or miss. Um, you know, the Tennessee game, everybody points to, uh, and, and they didn't play particularly well in that game. But a lot of it was they didn't really make adjustments to what Tennessee was doing. It wasn't that the players were necessarily playing poorly um you know the the tackling was really bad in the second half of the lsu game but they've for the most part all season been a good tackling team um and then you take away the tennessee game really they haven't given up a lot of explosive plays either so it's just there'll be a a lapse where you're kind of left scratching your head a little bit being like well this doesn't really look like the alabama defense we've come to to know and have watched all season long so it's just kind of been inconsistent um they, they do a pretty good job of stopping the run. They can get after the quarterback. I don't think there's just like a clear strength per se. Um, you really, I mean, heck, I, I don't know if, I think Eli Ricks will be back on the field, but <laughs> the the main thing is just, you know, throw up a back shoulder throw and hope for a pass interference because more often than not, that's what's going to happen. But in terms of just guys that um, are probably worth mentioning, I think Brian Branch in the slot has been, a really good defender for Alabama. I think he, an argument can be made that he's been Alabama's second best defensive player. Um, I think Byron Young on the defensive lines played really well coming off the bye week. He had a huge game uh, at Ole Miss, and you know, this will probably be his last game at Bryant Denny. Uh, and then Kool Aid McKinstry at corner, um, a guy that another young guy that made some plays in last year's Iron Bowl. Uh, he's been Alabama's most consistent starter. Started every game on the boundary, and if he gets Eli Ricks uh, back this week, then that secondary gets short up a little bit. So um, I think that's essentially every level. I mean, of course, you got to mention Will. Um, and then the fact that he hasn't put up as, as just monster-like numbers as he has because he's getting a lot more attention, and that's opened up some things for other guys like Dallas Turner and company. So they've got dudes on that side of the ball, and when they're on, there's as good of a defense as anybody. But it's just been, again, there's been lapses that kind of leave you shaking your head a little bit. In your assessment of this game, going through the matchups, you know, obviously Alabama should have a pretty good advantage in, at most positions on the field. Is there anywhere where you look at this and, and think that Auburn, um, I guess, you know, Auburn fans probably wouldn't care about covering very much, but, you know, it, more than that, you know, where is there anywhere that you would really have a feasible, you know, thought that Auburn could pull off this upset? Of course, you know, nobody really expected them to do what they did last year, but that game was in Jordan Hare, where we know that kind of voodoo magic all the time. This has been a place where Alabama's just dominated 
the series. Do you have any sort of apprehension about about Alabama being able to take care of business in this game? Um, I think the the trenches is are going to be important. I mean, that's you know rinse and repeat every week, right? You could say that for every game. But if if Alabama can't keep the pass rush off of Bryce Young, which we saw him take some unnecessary hits last week uh, against Austin P. You know, Auburn's got some dudes up front. I think what are they fourth or you know they're top five? I think in the SEC in sacks. So you know Derek Hall and company, if they can keep them at bay, then that's going to spell um, you know a good afternoon for Alabama. You know, opposite of that, if they're not able to, then you're going to get that offense off the field and give the ball back to to Auburn's offense. And there, if they can establish the run, then they're going to be able to sustain drives and, and keep Bryce off the field. And, um, you know, we've seen, again, the, the, the run defense for Alabama has been top three SEC all season long. But you look at the games that they've lost, I think the magic number is like 180. If a team can get to 180 rushing yards, then they're going to be able to hang into that game. And uh, I think Auburn's had 250-plus the last three weeks. So, you know, that to me, if they're able to get the run game going to some degree, then they can hang around. For sure. But if Alabama's defense is just, you know, lights out up front and able to keep Tank Bigsby and, and everybody at bay, then uh, it could be a long day for Auburn. You never know what could happen in the Iron Bowl. You know, the, the saying, throw the records out, it applies so much to this game. Uh, it hasn't, though, applied in Tuscaloosa for, for quite some time. But, but the, that was before Cadillac Williams was head coach. So we'll see how much they, uh, they get up for him and uh, we'll see what might happen going into this game. They possibly could. Uh, could have a new head coach in place on Friday um, before before they head into this one. So going to be an interesting weekend there in Tuscaloosa. Thank you so much, Charlie, for hopping on today. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Potter and go check out our, again, our Alabama 24-7 site over there at Bama Online. Uh, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the game this Saturday. Talk to you all soon.